Hello everyone, welcome to this edition of The Friendly Troll. The Friendly Troll is a podcast with observations of the global tech industry from the perspective of the global south. Our trolling is meant to enlighten listeners and explore interesting topics from a new point of view. The podcast is produced by CPIT, which is the Center for Intellectual Property and Information Technology Law at Strathmore Law School in Nairobi, Kenya. In today's show, we have an expert in data protection field, the 2022 Young Lawyer of the Year, the one and only Chua Mtuku. Welcome to the Friendly Troll. Thank you. Happy to have Drum you. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to joining us at the Friendly Troll. My name is Francis Moyango. I am a research fellow uh, at the Center for Intellectual Property and, and Information Technology Law. And definitely happy to be doing this today. And I think we can get started. I think it's the topic that uh, at hand, which is exciting me. And it's about the Data Protection Act. The Data Protection Act is three years old. Yeah. Thoughts? First of all, thank you for uh, for having me now in, uh, in this uh, lovely podcast. I'm, I'm I'm very happy to be here, and uh, also that that young day of the year hasn't still uh, yet sunk in. But um, I'll take the flowers. <laughs> so the data the data protection act. Um, I we normally say it's no, it's three years old. But um, you come to think of uh, the, we started formulating this thing in the year around 2009. It's, it's Arguably, it's when the process of uh, data of coming up with um, the act started was way, way back in 2009. It's arguably older than uh, the, the constitution-making process of uh, the 2010 constitution. But uh, anyway, here we are, down yeah. again, and a few good uh, takeaways. Um, there are also areas that uh, could be improved. But I think um, as a country, um, we, um, we are headed towards the right direction. We could do better, but um, um, the good thing about uh, such legislations and um, in such a society is that we keep advancing every day. So every day is a chance to improve yourself. And um, even with the Data Protection Act, it's an opportunity that we keep on building. We keep building uh, towards um, uh, the privacy concerns and um, and then and the practice of um, privacy in this country. And uh, we can only hope for the best as we move forward. Speaking of the Act, I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah. And from the perspective of, I remember when it was being enacted, people were asking for a transitional period. And yes. the task force argued that we do not need a transitional period because we had started legislating on it in the year 2017. And all yeah. of you are aware that this act is coming in force. So actually, the real birthday of the Data Protection Act, while it was signed on the 8th of November 2019, it's coming in force on the 25th of November 2019. Yes. So you can say that the transitional period was like two weeks over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but coming to think of it, we had an unnatural transitional period because there was a period of time when the office had to be set up. Yes. And I think yeah. we had conversations with you at that time where, that when you we were arguing that you can't really 
take a privacy action against somebody using the act because of that requirement that you need to go through the ODPC, but the ODPC hadn't been set up. So one had to go using a constitutional petition challenging breach of Article 31 at the High Court. Yes. But now we are seeing that people can actually go to ODPC and uh, raise complaints and action is taken, which, to be honest, is huge progress in this continent, not just in Kenya, but in this continent. If you go to forums where you meet with other people in privacy from other countries, they hail Kenya for being steps ahead in terms of implementation of the data protection law, which which is something which, to be honest, I'm very happy about. I'm very, very happy about I honestly, I didn't expect it to be this way, but I'm happy yeah. that with the progress that we're making. Yes. And speaking of the act, now in early 2022, they enacted some pre-regulations. Yes. The general regulations, the yeah. compliance regulations, and the registration regulations. What do you, what are your thoughts on them? Ah, oh, so um, uh, thanks for that. So just before I get into the commentary of... Um, um, of the regulations, you, you talked about uh, the transition period. Practically, I think we are still in that phase because um, if you see how ODPC has been um, acting, there's so much room that has been given to organizations and people just to put their houses in order. So we're still, we're still in that process of um, uh, transitioning. That's what I believe and that's what I keep seeing. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if when when you look at the register that they have of um, who's registered as a controller, who's registered as a processor, I think there are very few entities when you compare to what needs to be done. But anyway, that's story for another day. So the regulations have interacted with the three regulations that were enacted. And um, one thing I we need to give ODPC flowers because they made the registration process very very simple that anyone can just get into the odpc portal and um, kickstart the process of registration and of course i'm assuming that uh, by the time you're getting there you have an idea of uh, what data protection is you have an idea of uh, what sensitive data is you have an idea of who is a controller you have an idea of who is a processor you have an idea of um, issues about data transfer you have an idea of uh, the prince, the seven principles of data protection. So they made the process. Uh, of course, it has a bit of a bottleneck here and there, but they simplified the process in that any layman can just get into the portal, avail what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and kickstart uh, the, the process of uh, registration. When it comes to the reporting and, um, um, and, and enforcement regulations as well, I have uh, done a number of matters and they are quite, it's not as rigid as um, uh, and intimidating as a court process. It's a very simplified way of whether lodging claims, whether how you're lodging the claim. Um, they, they have a form that is similar to what is being now used by the judiciary in uh, the small claims court. Okay. Um, simplified, you just fill in and uh, you provide evidence and... Uh, they have to serve the other party. It's I I like I like how they operate. To be sincere, and um, it's for me if we can push, keep pushing uh, towards that direction. I think um, I, th- I think we are headed somewhere. That's nice. That's nice. Um, those are really nice comments. The payment. The 
I think the ODPC needs to improve on the payment mechanism because um, if, if you pay via M-Pesa, it's, it's seamless. But if you have any other payment mechanism, uh, I think they need to relook at um, how to go about that process because it's, it's either M-Pesa or the check. And via check, it takes about, uh, it takes even a month for you to get a notification that your payment has gone through. So that's something I think they should improve on. And um, I don't think it, it would take so much from the, for them yeah. such kind of an improvement. I, I actually agree with you. The ODPC office, from experience, seemed to be much more progressive than some of us expected. Yeah. Because really we, <laughs> we, we viewed them with the, with the semblance that we view other government uh, uh, offices where things <laughs> take their, have their own pace. And yeah. You do not have so much promise in terms of action, but they yeah. seem to have taken their role. Ser- they, they take their role seriously, and yes. I'm happy with. Actually, um, I wanted to make reference to some statistics that they shared with us in September second. Um, okay. There's a press release by the ODPC, and yes. to our listeners, our ODPC, the Office of the Data Protection Commissioner in Kenya. Uh, and they are saying, as of September 2nd, 2022, the office had, res- had issued 332 entities with certificates of registration, while 805 yeah. others were yet to make payments in order to proceed with the application process. Another yes. 459 entities were still under registration in the registration stage, while registration of 64 other entities were under review. So okay. they had in total received um, 1,660 applications from data processors yeah. and controllers from the process which kicked yeah. off on July 14th, which is good yeah. progress. Like they can look back and say, we started this thing in July 14th and yeah. we are, this is what we have done so far. Of course, it's a... Yes. It's a we can we can only compare the statistics if um, the business regist- registration service released statistics of how many entities are registered in Kenya. Yeah. That's why you can compare and know the percentage of registered entities vis a vis the yeah. percentage of um, people who are registered with ODPC. But also, not all businesses are, are required to register. Yes. Yeah, but um, there, there, there have been discussions within the privacy sphere on um, the need to the need to review the act, and I think that's something which we are going to discuss later on in another episode, um, uh, yeah. because it's some of the things that that uh, governance and privacy society is trying to look into, yeah. and. Um, also, DPC expressed that they are willing that they they are open to listening to the views of the sector of stakeholders and to know what people are feeling because now it's like um, when you make something like if we are an engineer and you build a car, once you start driving yeah. the car, that's when you start hearing a certain ball bearings off, certain yeah. the brakes are probably not <laughs> as they should be, and then you fix yeah. it. So it's a continuous yeah. process, and I am um, I hope that they continue being open to also amending the act so society can be fit for purpose for this particular society. Yes. While we have um gotten so much from GDPR, a lot of inspiration from the GDPR in the EU. We hope you best me. There's a professor who, who uh, once wrote about how the companies act 
2015 mm -hmm. was transplanted <coughs> from, from the from England's Companies Act. So I don't think the right word or the appropriate word is <laughs> transplanting is much better because there are certain things that we have that are not from the GDPR, yeah. such as registration criteria for compliance and such and such. Um, I wanted us to talk a, a little bit about the circular that ODPC released in October uh -huh. when they scared everyone into now considering a compliance. Because, you know, yeah. for the longest time we're talking about, as a practitioner, you'd talk about um, compliance and people would call you a uh, <laughs> fear <monger. laughs> But right now, <laughs> when they fingered 40 digital credit providers and issued a health service provider with an enforcement notice, people at that yeah. point uh, realized that this office is serious. The circular, read, yes. adopted, the circular was released on October 5th. And as of, yeah. it stated that as of 30th September 2022, the ODPC yeah. had received 1,030 1, complaints. The office yes. admitted 555 of these cases, including 299, which were on digital lenders, representing 54% yeah. of all cases admitted. Yeah. What does that tell us? We have a huge, huge problem when it comes to uh, data protection compliance with digital credit providers. Yes. Comments, I know you, you some of these complaints, you had a hand in them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are going to um, touch on it because uh, my um, it's still an ongoing uh, matter. Mm -hmm. So we can maybe touch on it on um, uh, just from, from point four. But, uh, yeah. but to, be, to be sincere, we, we've, we have a big problem with the digital lenders. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me that was very deliberate from the Office of the Digital Data Commissioner mm -hmm. to put that statement out because mm -hmm. I think these things are um, very much alive. Um, a while ago, we saw a senior counsel mm -hmm. going to court because mm -hmm. he was listed wrongly by a mm -hmm. digital lender, mm -hmm. and the amount of money we're talking about was 1,300 shillings. Right Whoa. before that. We've, we actually now have an ongoing litigation matter. Mm -hmm. A dollar billionaire has been wrongly listed by the same people. And, and, and that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many stories you hear someone being called, oh, so-and-so took a, took a loan. And they, there's so much, it's such a murky gray area that needs at least, now that is where we need to see the farm hand of the ODPC. We've abused the process, mm -hmm. and uh, it's only fair that uh, we give the authorities that be a form of way of controlling and getting us back to where we need to be. However, there's something that has been uh, popular being said out here that uh, many people think that by just registering as a controller or a processor, you've complied with uh, the provisions of uh, the Data Protection Act. Yeah, as, as, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder who abuse the top I don't know lawyers who are misleading clients. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, if there's if there's one thing that we need to take away from um, our good friend Mugambi Laibuta, mm -hmm. he says data protection is not an event. Yes, <laughs> it, it is a continuous, ongoing process. So. As people um, are trying to familiarize themselves with the act and whatnot, just 
keep on taking deliberate measures to comply. Yeah. Now let's go to the enforcement um, <laughs> mm. uh, the elephant in the room. So yes, I confirm I was uh, in record in that matter. It was a client of mine. It was sensitive data that was being uh, handled, and um, we wrote to the institution. They wrote back, and um, it wasn't um, satisfactory to what we uh, what we we envisioned. So we did. Um, we, we took the form. We filled the form and um, attached evidence, and uh, we wrote to the ODPC. And le- le- let's let's let's. I and I'm not holding brief for ODPC. Yeah. But he responded in record time. Uh, I've always thought that uh, Kipi is one of the most organized entities, mm-hmm. but I also saw ODPC. They responded in less than seven days. We had a response. Wow. And. Uh, they were very proactive in how they were handling this matter. To be honest, let's give them flowers now. They need the, they need the flowers. They need, <laughs> need the flowers. of course. Of course, they, 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 they are, there are areas where they need to improve. But um, uh, by the time we were getting to the enforcement, uh, the enforcement notice, there was constant communication. This is where we are in this matter. This is what you've done. This is what we need to do. The next steps. For that, I load them for that. Of course, I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to talk much into it because the matter is still yeah. ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but I think it's a step in the right direction. It, it creates confidence in the yes. DPA, the Data Protection Authority, because, yeah. of course, there were concerns on whether they'll actually be yeah. dependent based on the wording of the act. But from yes. how they've been operating so far, it's me, I'm happy with how they're operating. Like, I know I can actually file a complaint, and I'll see action. Yes. And I'm happy also, they've worked, this year they've had like two recruitment drives and they've hired people, so they are developing much more capacity to deal with our complaints and yes. to also help us with enforcement and compliance generally. Yes. So I, I'm also happy about that for, with ODPC and I hope that going forward, yeah, in the year 2023, we're going to see much more in terms from the office, much more guidelines um, on various issues. I think one biggest concern in Kenya has been how people enter buildings and their details are recorded. Yes. And very many people feel some kind of way about that. However, it's in the law. Yes. I understand why... um, Probably at that time, I believe this was a law that was pushed by the Ministry of Interior. But I understand yes. why they will definitely do that. Even if it was me being yes. the CS, I'll definitely take measures to protect people. Because yes. at that time, it was um, the laws enacted after Garis, the unfortunate Garisa. attack. And if you look at it right now, I don't think there's any university where you can just walk into. Yeah, yes. Because um, that freedom was there, but things happened. We lost so yes. many people in that unfortunate yeah. event. And yes. uh, the, a year later, they passed the Private Security Regulations Act. Yes. So the Private Security Regulations Act in Section 47 and 48 allows Ascaris to search you and to yeah. take details of your identity document and record them. Or they can even keep yes. the document when, uh, for the period that you're inside the building. Yes. Security-wise, yeah. that's been done. While it yes. seems to be intrusive, 
first forward yes. in COVID period in 2020. And yeah. I remember in the UK, they had such a system for contact yes. tracing, where now they yeah. had to take details of everyone who was getting into premises such as bars and clubs and even sometimes supermarkets so that <laughs> to be able to know, okay, you are here on this time and somebody tested positive. So, yeah. Yeah. So I I I feel like sometimes when it comes to humanity, desperate times yeah. call for desperate measures. But yes. now when it comes to the top protection, I feel like there needs to be some level of accountability. I hope ODPC does something about this. Seriously. I hope it does something yeah. because I that's true. in I I greatly believe it's it's directly linked to these uh, many complaints for uh, digital credit providers where yeah. because it's really it's it gives further to identity uh yeah. theft, uh criminals yeah. because yes. if, if you can access people's IDs you can take photocopies and register SIM cards you can yeah. do all sorts of shady things because you can you have the most the the needed uh details about them because of what do they ask you when you get into a building your phone number and yeah. your identity document or your yeah. yeah. So if they have yes. that, what do you need to register SIM card? Your phone number and ID. <laughs> and a copy. Yeah. So if if it's those two, then yeah. you're at risk because now I think the sector, security sector needs accountability. They need to yes. to work on that. They need to work on that. Yes. Yeah. And I also need that we also need to um, we also need to push to keep pushing the door because um, until until these complaints are raised, if, if yeah. you just say ah, until we keep on pushing the envelope, nothing will be done. But if we keep saying, you know what, this is this is not right, this is wrong, and uh, we just keep raising our voices, then it's, I think we're going to move a few mountains here and there. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Mr. Mtua, thank you so much. Um, what's your parting shot? My parting shot? Oh, my God. My God, you're putting me now on spot. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Data compliance is a process. It's not an event. Those are not my words. Those are Mugambi Lebuta's words, but those are the words I believe. In the words of uh, our famous parliamentarians, I second that motion. That's not a motion. <laughs> I agree. But yes, okay. compliance yes. is not... An event. Compliance is not a, an event. It's something continuous. That's why the act prescribes for a DPO. Somebody will be there to do the work daily. Yes. Somebody will be dealing with the data subject access requests. Somebody will be dealing and with the complaints. Yeah, somebody will be dealing with the with the complaints every time. So I think people need to think about it in terms of um as a journey. Yes, touching compliance. Right now, you're just catching up with law, but yes. technology changes. You need to do yes. PIAs all the time. You need to PIAs are privacy impact assessments. Um, yes. you, you want to to move your operations to digital. You need to do a data protection impact assessment. You need to file yeah. it to ODPC in within sixty days. Get their comment. Yes. And yeah. um, there's a certain scholar, Nelson. He's been thinking with the idea of having public comments for data protection impact assessments. You see the way NEMA, yes. the National Environmental Management Authority, usually uh-huh. publishes in the Kenya Gazette um, uh-huh. notices for comments for yes. environmental impact assessments. 
So he's proposing yes. a similar thing for DPIs. What do you think about that? Because I feel like um, for certain for certain operations, they definitely need yeah. public comments. Yes, you need. But again, I keep asking who's, who's uh, we keep doing all these things, maybe to checklist a certain process. So mm-hmm. when you're asking for comments, are we doing for the sake of enriching what you, whatever you're going to come up with? Or are we doing it as a checklist? We've ticked this checklist and we move on to the next thing. And then also when you're talking about the public, who's the public? Because mm-hmm. you and me have done a number of um, um, of, of, of this uh, government relations exercise. And you will look when you go to those forums, it's the same people that you meet. The interested right? stakeholders. The interested stakeholders. However, I feel like probably yeah. I'm, 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 I'm curious to know how his research will end up with because I think that's his PhD. Mm-hmm. But I felt like yes. that's a very interesting topic because mm-hmm. there are some things which some grand government projects which probably because they have a huge impact on people's uh, rights and freedoms. Yeah. People need to have a say. People need to have a say. Even if their comments will not be considered at the end of the day, let it be yeah. known, let it be on record that actually Wanjiku yeah. said this. Actually, uh, Boga said this concerning this. Wanjiku. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've taken a political speech, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I think for some, because okay, of course, if it's you and your shop and you are using a mobile money, uh, yeah, you may do a DPA, but I don't think comments are necessary for such a situation. But uh, for some, especially mm-hmm. the grand project, I somehow feel yes. I agree with him to some point, yeah, and then also to, but I think that will need like a whole review on DPIs and the law behind yes. DPIs. And yes. uh, the procedure shall be changed, and of course, um, yeah. But I think it's something which probably we we we, we may we, we may see in the years going forward in the protection um compliance, not only in Kenya but I think globally because DPA is not no longer. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. Mchua. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. To our audience, thank you so much for listening to us. Looking forward to sharing with you more about data protection in Kenya and compliance. Once again, thank you so much. Have a nice time.